Hello and welcome to Hope for the Introvert. If you've ever wondered how an introvert temperament can be compatible with leadership, then you're in the right place. Join us as we chat with introverts who are leaders and influencers in their various fields. They talk about the challenges they face, as well as the ways they feel their temperament has contributed to their success. Our host is Ben Welk, an introverted leader himself, working as a programme manager in the Information Security Office at the Rochester Institute of Technology. He's also leader of the Society for Technical Communication and a member of the EDUCALS IA Education Information Security Council Awareness and Training Working Group. You can contact Ben at ben at hopefortheintrovert.com or on Twitter at Hope Introvert. Support Hope for the Introvert on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash hope for the introvert. Joining us today is Ashita Grover. Ashita is the director of marketing at Cisco and contributed to the STC Intercom May-June 2018 article, The Introvert in the Workplace, Becoming an Influencer and Leader. You can contact Ashita at ashita at icloud.com or on LinkedIn, Ashita Grover. I encourage our listeners to visit hopefortheintrovert.com, where you'll find complete show notes, including a transcript of today's conversation. Thanks, Ben. Hi, Ashita. It's great to have you back on the program. Looking forward to continuing our discussion today. So the last time we talked, we had been talking about the challenge it is to really step out of our comfort zone in a lot of ways. And especially when we're going into networking is not exactly the right word for it, but rather than a presenting environment, which I agree with you at this point in my life, I have no problem standing up in front of people and talking. But the difference in terms of actually going into an environment where you're networking, a little bit different challenge. So in terms of talking about the networking type environment and your personality type, now you're married and have a son, correct? Okay, and I've married and have two kids and actually, but I don't know, is the rest of your family or the introverts, extroverts? For me, I was surrounded by extroverts. I was the only introvert. My wife, my son, my daughter are all extroverts. We are three of us in the family, and uh, I think it's safe to say I'm in the middle. My husband is even more an introvert as compared to me, and my son is actually quite an extrovert. So I am right in the middle, and I tend to adjust to whatever needs there might be <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> so, so yes, it's it's quite interesting because. When my son was younger, I remember I'd get home after work and he'd want to play and he'd want, actually middle school was a time when he'd still want to talk and have a conversation with me. And I remember I'd be so tired and it's funny because it's not physical labor. It's not like I'm lifting big, huge rocks all day or something like that. It's just that mentally you're exhausted and you just need to recuperate. And he would be like, oh, mom, this happened and that happened. And I met so-and-so, blah, blah. And I'd be like, okay, can you please just give me 20 minutes? I need to just chill. And, and then we can, we can resume this conversation. But there were so many times 
when that would happen. Yeah, there's very much for me, it's like having to have that little bit of space so I can transition into whatever the other environment's like. I definitely get that part of it, too. But it's funny. Yeah. It's actually interesting because I'm sure you know this. As introverts, we have a higher sense of empathy. We have a higher sense of understanding the other person's perspective. And that is what would happen with me. And and this happens with my friends even today is I understand and I anticipate that this is what they're looking for from me. And because I understand and I anticipate there are times when I will comply. I will do what I'm expected to do. I, I know it doesn't sound like I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm doing anyone any favors, but you do want to, you know, there's that sense of, hey, I can do this for you kind of thing. So we, I think introverts do have that sense. They have a heightened sense of empathy in comparison. And I think that takes us a step further in terms of building those relationships that we are typically shy of. My friends who I've known for 15, 20 years till date, they say this about me. It's like, you can come across so cold and unattached. But once people start to talk to you, there is that other side of you that shows. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like there's a whole lot going on inside, which has been my experience as well. But on the outside, you can't necessarily tell, at least for me, whether I was thinking at all. Correct. (laughs) So that's definitely been a challenge over the years. So you mentioned the empathy thing. One of the things I've found is a challenge, and this gets back to a little bit about what your friends described as you being detached. Mm -hmm. But while your mind may be spinning like crazy, thinking about all sorts of different things, one of the things I find I have probably impatience with is in terms of being so used to processing things internally and sitting with someone who's processing things externally, I find that to be a challenge. I don't know how that is for you. So in my presentation from LavaCon, I'd used a quote which says, quiet people have the loudest minds. And I personally think that that's very true because I pretty much go all day and now, given my job, of course, I'm talking quite a bit and I'm I'm speaking quite a bit. But there have been times when I've been sitting in day-long meetings or I go out for dinner with my friends and there's a group of five, six of us and I'm the quietest person in the group and everyone's chatting away. And two days later, I'll call up one of my friends and say, hey, you made a comment about XYZ and this is really what I think about it. And oftentimes my friends will be like, what? That conversation happened like five days ago. Why are you still thinking about it? So it's true. We are usually absorbing a lot of what's going on around us, whether it's conversations, whether it's mannerisms, whether it's the color of someone's shirt. I mean, there are things that will stay in my head, sometimes for good reason, and sometimes they're just there. And I think 
it's a result of, yes, I observe. Yes, I am mentally very, very present as compared to anyone who might seem they are because they're talking or they're engaged in a conversation. But really, I think there are things that I will retain in my mind, even facts about situations. And in all honesty, they've served me well because I can go back and I don't always have to rely on my notes. It's funny because I remember from memory that this happened. This was the reason why it happened. And that's why I think because we are more analytical, because we absorb a lot of information on an ongoing basis, that's the reason why we don't express while in the moment. And expression comes to us. It might come 48 hours late, but, but it does come to us. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's another aspect to being an introvert is that you're processing information all the time. Something's going on in that head and you just have to, like I said, give me that 20 minutes to just be okay with, okay, I'm ready to take on more. That's how I would put it. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. And there, you know, it's interesting. I like to think that I have a better answer when I've thought about things for that long, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Though I would like to think that. So how many people do you manage in the workplace? I have an organization of about 35 people. So one of the challenges, we've had several members of that introverted leadership Slack community who are moving into management type positions and they're introverts and some of them are not feeling very comfortable with that change. What recommendations would you have for them as an introvert who's a manager of really quite a few people in the workplace? So I, if I was to hone in on a couple of skills that an introvert has is inherently blessed with, I think they're very self-aware. So they know what their own blind spots are. They know exactly what their pitfalls are. So in that regard, I think they're very realistic. That's number one. Being realistic helps you connect much better with people because there's no question of introverts will rarely build themselves up. They will rarely try to sound like, oh, I'm everything and, and I have the answer to everything. Even though, like I said, they are keen observers, they know a lot more than, than what shows on the surface. So from that perspective, I think introverts are able to connect better with people because of them being so self-aware, because they know who they are. That's number one. I think the other aspect to this is the sense of independence introverts enjoy. They have that ability to enjoy their own company. They really thrive on that option that, okay, right now I need to be by myself. 
But in the morning when I'm at work, I am going to be with my team. So let me use this quiet time to prepare for the time when I have to be with my team. I think that has helped me a lot. I am an early riser, so I end up waking up early. You know, 30, 40 minutes that I get in the morning before my day starts are the most valuable for me because that is where I collect my thoughts. I know what I'm going to do, or at least I have a blueprint of what I need to pursue. That day, there could be a few action items from the previous day that still need to be finished. So there's those two things that I think really help leaders or really help in management because the more conscious you are of yourself and the more independence you develop in your approach, the better you're going to emerge as a leader. Okay. Yeah, I know that makes a lot of sense. What do you find most challenging being an introvert and being a manager of a group? I think the most challenging aspect of being an introvert in management is again is uh, managing up. So you must be very aware that there's managing down and then there's managing up. Yeah, I'm sitting here nodding my head. Managing up is where you really have to go and put yourself out there, put your team out there. Basically, advertise yourself. You really need that marketer's hat on your head where you're like, I'm doing this, I'm involved with that. We're going to save you so many millions of dollars, all of those you have, and you have to be up on the buzzwords. So, managing up is a challenge. I am still learning, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I find that a challenge also. And it takes time to learn how to do that, obviously, with individuals, especially. Do you find that you're more willing to advocate for your team than you are for yourself? A hundred percent. I have no problem going batting for my team. I have no problem going and voicing my support or even being supportive for them under any circumstance. But you ask me to do the same thing for myself and I'll go hide in a corner, literally. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. (laughs) Not that it helps in a lot of situations. But like you said, you are now a director of marketing. So you are managing to get promoted up the ladder despite being an introvert. How do you communicate your successes and things to your management then? How do you help them understand who you are and what you would like to do and why they should consider you for a promotion, for instance? The technique that has worked for me is building one-on-one relationships. Learning, first of all, of course, know who the key stakeholders are. That's important. And as introverts, we tend to find that out in our own way. Figure out who the stakeholders are. Figure out who the decision makers are. And obviously, your immediate manager is going to be instrumental in terms of your growth. And going back to the point I made earlier is that 
building those one-on-one relationships have helped me quite a bit. And thinking about this a little bit more, I think having a one-on-one conversation, absolutely no problem. And that is why I bring up one-on-one relationships is because step out for lunch, meet for a 30-minute chat, educate your management, educate the people who are your peers in terms of what you're doing. And I think that goes a long way. You don't always have to be in a 50-people setting to tell your management chain about what you're doing. You can achieve those results in one-on-one chats as well, or sending out some sort of communication to your manager. If you haven't chatted with them for a while, send it out an email and say, hey, haven't had a chance to sit down with you, but wanted to give you a quick update of whether you do it on a weekly basis, whether you do it on a monthly basis. We all, as you grow in the management chain, you're going to be reporting to people who have bigger and bigger portfolios, far more responsibilities than you have, of course, and you have to figure out how to make an impact or how to communicate with them or how to keep that communication channel open with them so that they are hearing from you. And you're hearing from them. It has to be both ways. The other thing I'm hearing with that, and I think it's a challenge for many introverts especially, is that you do have to communicate your value. You do have to tell people what you're working on. Definitely. You cannot rely on them to just know. Mm -hmm. And especially anything, even if you're stuck on something and you're going to need management help, you absolutely have to communicate it. Absolutely. I mean, there are times when there's a budget situation or there's a project-related situation. And even though, you know, 90% of the times, 95% of the times you are managing things yourself, but also at the same time, there are going to be situations bigger than you that you are going to need some handholding. You're going to need someone to help you navigate through the waters. So when it comes to those situations, you want to already have that camaraderie with your management or with your peers that they can help you and you can rely on them to help you through it. Awesome. Any other recommendations for introverts in the workplace? One of the things that, and I did mention this before, is build a group of people you trust. Build those two, three relationships uh, where you know you can rely on them no matter what the situation. It'll be hard to start out with, but, and you will know who you can trust and who you can rely on. And I really do think that having that small, even though it's a small support system, I think it takes you a long way. You need that as introverts, that little bit of boost from people on the outside does take you a long way. Absolutely. I totally agree with you there. I know in my workplace, 
it's a small group of people and we don't get together as a group, but we individually at least once a month. Mm -hmm. And just having that time for conversation and especially since they may be in the same workplace, but they're certainly not doing the same job provides an opportunity to get an outside perspective on things and some ways a sanity check, but also I think it's important to be able to have people to share your burdens with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. So one last question on here. What is one thing about you that people would be surprised to learn? Um, well, let's see. The one thing about me is that my true passion lies in teaching. That is one thing. And I would go back to teaching in a heartbeat. That's how I look at it. And I think a lot of people who have seen my career in high tech, they find it surprising that, oh, why would you want to go back to teaching? And it's for some reason, I think it surprises people, but really that is where my, that's my true love. <laughs> okay. And honestly, I've in a very high tech workplace, I am in higher ed, so it makes it a little bit easier, but I thoroughly enjoy the teaching piece of it and working with students and trying in some ways, it sounds trite, but trying to build our future in a sense. And being there and helping students understand what they need to do to succeed as well. Yes. And I think what impresses me so much about teaching is the fact that you just never know when you're actually going to make an impact on someone's life. And if you're able to make that impact or touch someone's life in a positive way, I think you won the battle of life. Awesome. Thank you, Ashita, for your time. It's been a great conversation. I'm glad we finally got to have it. been talking about it for a really long time. I truly appreciate the opportunity, Ben. It's been a pleasure and I have enjoyed doing this podcast with you. Oh, awesome. Thank you for joining us today on Hope for the Introvert. We hope you feel inspired and encouraged by today's discussion. You can find out more about introverted leadership and this podcast at hopefortheintrovert.com. And if you have any questions or comments on what you've heard, Ben would love to hear from you. Contact him at ben at hopefortheintrovert.com or on Twitter at hopeintrovert. And join us next time. Support Hope for the Introvert on Patreon. You'll love the rewards. From a discount on merchandise to joining the online community of introverted leaders like you. There's something for everyone. You could even join Ben as a guest on the podcast. We appreciate your support. You can find us at patreon.com slash hope for the introvert.